Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Don't you see? Daylight savings is just an imaginary construct. It's daylight saving. It's not plural. This is tearing us all apart. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. And you'll get rid of daylight savings time. Oh, saving. I cannot do that. That is an impossible request. Why? Because I'm Jewish? Hey, Nat, don't forget daylight saving ends tonight. I am sick of this daylight shenanigans. They're going to come here and take my ad. They're going to come into my house and take my ad. No, no, no. The clocks go back. So we're gaining an hour. You get an extra hour. Well, in that case... And now... Plus, the day after daylight saving time, you're all messed up. And one time, my mom brought in my breakfast an hour late like an idiot. So I just threw it on the floor and I said, Mom, if I wanted to eat this, I would have eaten it an hour ago. But it threw off my whole bathroom schedule and I ended up having to poop in a Sunoco bathroom. Can you believe that? Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Monday morning, the 4th of November. I just want to say I want a Jonah spinoff series. Agreed. I love it. I think he may have been my favorite Veep character. I think uh, I think I, I think I, I I want to spend some more time with the with the congressman. He rules. Hey kids. Hey. Hi, Hello. Bean. How's everybody? Allie, you were sick. You okay? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Had Feeling a hell of a great. weekend though. Hell of a hell weekend. of a weekend. <laughs> oh, ask her all the fun stuff she got to the do. Fun <laughs> things I did. Yeah. It was Allie, awful. Uh, both ends. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm, thank you oh. for asking. I don't think we need that kind of clarification. Oh, well, I mean, he was curious. No, I know, I, but... I like to satisfy I'm, his curiosity. I'm detail-oriented, so... Mm-hmm. You could call yeah. her. Are you uh, are you down to your holiday dress weight yet, or do you need one oh, more bout of no, sickness? No, no. Gonna need a, a tapeworm for that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I've been looking into it. Had a lot of time to Google over the I, weekend. Uh, <laughs> I tried very seriously to get Dr. Drew to sign off on me getting a tapeworm. I thought it was the perfect solution. And he had all sorts of BS medical reasons why he didn't think it was safe or healthy. Mm-hmm. So He's dumb. always a buzzkill. He is such a buzzkill. That's the way he is, man. I know. Ali uh, texted me over the weekend that it was the worst kind of sick because it was the kind of sick where you can't even stay awake long enough to watch tv yeah just sitting there and you're like oh i can catch up on so much and then five minutes into a show i'm like <laughs> oh, i don't know what's happened mess. started it again a mess very sad well i'm glad you're back we missed Thank you on you. friday um kevin you had uh, kids in uh, sports right they went yes. through the whole middle school high school the whole deal yes was it were, were you ever involved in any kind of uh, any kind of sports where there were mercy rules where you weren't allowed to run up the score did you have anything like that where no, nobody but, could lose in soccer 10 to nothing or whatever no but it was sort of when you're when kids are younger it's sort of understood it's one of those mm-hmm. things where the other coach you know puts the players that aren't so good up front and just they don't 
Yeah. Run it up. It's not a rule, though, no. In uh, New York State, there is a rule. In Nassau County, there is a rule that if a team wins a game by more than four... This is football now. If a mm-hmm. team wins a game by more than 42 points, the winning coach must explain to a special committee why such an outsized margin could not be avoided. And <laughs> wow. That, Come and on. That, and, that came and then in, life in prison. That came into play uh, this, this past week when the Plainage Red Devils beat the Southside Cyclones, who, by the way, were two undefeated teams. Uh, they beat them 61-13. to 13. And it was that last touchdown in the fourth quarter that put the team in violation because it made a 48-point uh, margin of victory there. So they, uh, the committee met and determined that the coach, uh, Robert Shaver, would be suspended for the final game. Wow. And that he should have pulled his starters when he had a big lead at the start of the fourth quarter. And they found his explanation for why he did not lacking. He said, by the way, that the other team was really good and that he feared for a comeback. He feared for a 35-point comeback. Mm-hmm. Which, it's by the way... It's a pretty big comeback. It's but a du- huge comeback. It is doable, but almost not. Almost impossible. Yeah. And I'm going to say that anyone who ever is worried about a comeback only has to look at the Falcons in the Super Bowl to think, you know what, just, just because it doesn't seem likely doesn't mean it can't happen. But he could have pulled him at the you know beginning of the fourth quarter. Well, this was in the you know this was. Oh, I they said halftime. Okay. Yeah, this was in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Gotcha. So he uh, you know he says, look, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. I don't even really want to talk about it because I don't want to make it a bigger deal than it is. But he said, uh, you know, he also said that you know what are you what are you teaching the kids? You know, what's the the spirit of the rule is to prevent better teams from running up on the lesser programs. He said, but that's not what happened at all. He was just trying to teach his kids, you know, to play hard to the to the last whistle. Um. Is he a bad guy here? No, I mean, also, this is very close. I mean, the game was so close to that line, right? I mean, it wasn't like they blew him out 100 to 7 or something. Right. Like this, it was this- 48 versus 42, which right. was the limit, yeah. Very close. So it's like when he goes up to the courtroom or whatever, whatever it is, wherever yeah. they handle these deals, uh, I feel like he had an easy way of explaining himself. But I, I, I'm weirded out by the idea of having a mercy rule committee in any way, shape, or form. That has nothing to do with sports, by the way. That. I mean, it, those people are not coaches. You know no. what I mean? They're administrators, which yeah. is kind of weird to kind of tell the coach. And also, what if the other team was just terrible? What if they didn't They didn't even want to score, but they couldn't stop it because there was no one in front of them? <laughs> just listen. Just hike the ball and fall down. <laughs> I mean, we've all seen the Dolphins play, right? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> this just in. Sometimes you lose games. Yeah. And sometimes you lose by a lot. By a lot. Uh-huh. And sometimes you get better because of it. Other times, your team just sucks the whole year. Mm-hmm. That's life. I was a point guard in uh, uh, varsity basketball mm-hmm. high school. Got beat by over 100 points. Really? In basketball. Wow. So, you, like a lot so of points. you were good is what you're saying. Oh, no. It's terrible. Uh-huh. I, was the, I was the point guard, and they full court pressed the entire game all the way through the end of the fourth quarter. And I probably had 60 turnovers. I mean, at least they, they, <laughs> at least they beat you by over a hundred. That's wow. amazing. So Allie, I think I'm with you. It sounds to me like these kids should have felt bad about losing 61 to 13 and they shouldn't have some third party come along and say, Oh no, it's not your fault. The other coach was a bad man for no, running up the score it's on you. It's your fault. You suck. It's your fault for sucking. You suck and either get better or pick another sport. I mean, it's just, <laughs> this is life. Do you ever think Why about trying we... out for the plays? Why are we coddling these kids Wait, how so old did you much? Say? How old did high you... school. This is high school. High school. Okay. Mm-hmm. High school Good yeah. lord. Even you... if they were in elementary school, mm. F off, get better. Mm. Have you yes. looked at the AV club kids? <laughs> yeah. oh, have right. you thought about drama? Do you guys dig being <laughs> indoors? 
You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You could clearly be into D&D or something. In, uh, in Connecticut, there is a similar policy where they just let the clock run. They don't stop the clock during the game at a certain point. Oh, they just well, let they it go. That's just weird. let it go, which is mm-hmm. an, another way to handle it. But again, again, I don't... Uh, it's a mixed message to the kids. Play great until we tell you to stop playing great. You know what I mean? And then also... It what didn't kind of... sound like they were playing great at all, though. No, no, I mean the winning team. Oh, I see. I mean well, the winning team. Yeah, because then they're saying, essentially, stop being good. And what kind of weird Benny Hill situation do you get into once you have to start playing bad? You know what I mean? Like, yes. if you're close to scoring a touchdown, do you then just, like, turn around and run the other way and then fall? Like, how do you get away <laughs> like with it. not scoring again? If you were my AYSO team, the Yellow Jackets. Uh-huh. They Go Yellow would, Jackets. Oh, we were the worst team All ever. Right. I was the high scorer. I scored one goal. <laughs> Your um, team had one goal the whole season. One goal the whole season. Wow. So coaches used to start giving us their players, so they'd like split up their team. Even it up a little bit. We still stunk. And you made those players worse. Yeah, yeah, and it was hysterical. It, wow. That's that's good times. High score, one goal all season. <laughs> that's mine. No one can take that from me. <laughs> Yeah, I guess no one it, will probably ever beat it either. They should. I guess my high school is good at sports now, which is very weird. The Calabasas mm-hmm. High is good at sports because when I went there, it was like you know ninety nine point nine percent Jewish, which means we were terrible at sports. Uh, but we, the only time I played football was when we were down forty points. Oh. <laughs> like that's the only time I got to play. Where's Jensen, get him in. Yeah, there. like if we got rid of that, I would. You were I, on the football team. I was. Oh what? my gosh! I know. The, the, what? How's that possible? The picture is so funny. I'll, I'll try to get my, my. Obviously, my mom's museum has it. All four years? <laughs> no, I played like freshman one year. year. Yeah, okay. and my freshman year, <laughs> my, my freshman year photo, I have like the Jonathan Taylor Thomas cut of like that like nice. mushroom head yeah. thing. Need it? But I'm also holding a football. You know, like you're supposed to. But uh-huh. I'm holding it terrible. Like I've never Are held you a football in before. It or, oh, no, just awkward. It's not hold, like I've Aww. never held one. Like I went through practice without touching the ball for a whole <laughs> summer. Uh, but yeah, I did. I played during trash time. Yeah. Yeah. Not well. Garbage time. Yeah. yeah. I think the only reason I had 15, 20 something yards is because. By the time I was in, the other team had their scrubs they in as well. They left to go to the locker room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were exhausted. No, yeah, their scrubs were like, I, we we don't care. You need to start a team that is available for anybody that needs it. So this in this particular example, right. they could have gone bring in the Jensen team. Right. Yeah. And you guys would be there. All right, we're here to make sure you score. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Seems bad. Seems uh, all bad. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Am I in hell? I deserve this. How dare you? 21 pilots in yes. studio. Whoa. Oh. Nice boys. Very excited about that. I don't like the way you said nice boys. <laughs> no, I'm saying they're nice boys. They seem like really, really decent guys from what I understand. Uh, Bean had quite the uh, weekend. Bean versus Daylight Savings. Oh, yes. Uh, saving, by the, the way. Uh, I'm exhausted. You, know, you must be. I'm exhausted. The mm-hmm. fingers of fire were just going crazy. I can't, this I can't go through this control. again. We've got, to, we've got to change the law in this country. We can't do this anymore. I mean, <laughs> that, or you could just give up and go, I lose. No. It's all right. Look. What's the thing about good, good people who do nothing? I don't want to be that guy. I don't feel I did that quote justice. No, you nope. didn't. <laughs> it's also more a morality thing than it is a plural versus singular, I think, in your example. Well, you could, uh, it's nice that you can pick and choose okay. right and wrong. All right. Uh, great news because great it's news. Monday and it's 7.15. K-Rock, absolute almost acoustic Christmas night Two, we'll give you that announcement as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What's happening on this Monday? How are you all doing with that extra hour of sleep? Fine, good. Did you feel good about it? Sure. You enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You woke up Sunday. You're like, I don't know what time it is. Uh, actually, last night I forgot to set one clock. Oh no! And I was like, Holy crap! It's already nine. Oh. 
and, and, so and I, it was eight. Yeah, it was eight. Oh man, I didn't set that one specific. Mm. How'd you move but on? It was a beautiful moment. I was like, yes, yeah, it feels good. I'm gonna do it from now on. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave my clocks the way they are and just go. Yes, I have another hour. That will that, not backfire. Yeah, at all. that won't get confusing no, especially at with all. appointments. <laughs> I definitely wake up the day of, of setting clocks forward or back and wonder which of my clocks does it automatically, and then I go around to each one confused. I wind up Googling what time is it right now in L.A. (laughs) It's just, it's a real pain. We've got to stop this, right? Because it's hard to set your clocks? Yes, that, and let's just stop this. There's no point to doing it. It's just absurd. Well, I mean, California is one of the leading states in trying to do permanent daylight saving time. But um, no, it's it's all or nothing. The whole U.S. has to come together and say that's the problem. There's one thing we know. It's that that's easily done. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We can agree on everything. No problem. I remember the stories of uh, Jimmy Kimmel saying it took months for him to get back to normal. Yep. Which (laughs) really threw him off. Yeah. That's concerning. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But I kind of enjoy it. Kevin, you see any movies this weekend? I didn't. Oh. What? Wanted to, but just didn't. Kevin! I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> I I would have bet everything that you saw Terminator Dark Fate. You didn't. No, but I want to. A lot of, Does that help? A lot of people uh, had your plan this weekend. Uh-oh. It fell significantly short of expectations, but still came in number one at the box office. $29 million in North America, enough for first place. But it was expected to make um, at least over $40 million That during is its, funny. It's, I don't think they think it's that funny. Mm. But here's the thing. Um to break even for Dark Fate, this is according to Deadline, they need to make uh, $470 million. Oh. What? Uh, what? Well, the, uh, bringing back Arnold, bringing back Linda Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. Big budget pieces. Yeah. But $470? Uh, I think it, that's all uh, press as well, like all the money they spent on mm-hmm. marketing. Um, because... According to uh, the budget, it was 185 to 196 Whoa. million. So uh, that's that's a lot in itself. But to then say to break even 470, so that's marketing and that's all the exact. That's a lot. That's of money, a lot of money, you guys. My sunglasses were damaged. That seems oh, well, well. They must have been expensive. That probably was part of it. Yeah, that probably factored. It's a million right the there. 470 mm-hmm. million. Uh, coming in at number two, Joker. Number three, Maleficent. Number four, Harriet. And rounding out the top five, the Adams Family. The Joker, though, that's not stopping. No, no, it's getting near a billion, right? It is. It's uh, it's it's in this article that I'm scrolling to find. Oh, um, to say it's near a billion. It is near a billion. <laughs> it's like nine hundred and change. Yeah. Yeah. It's approaching the list of 50 highest grossing films of all time. You guys, all right, that's insane. A lot of laughing. A lot, of, a lot laughing. of laughing. It's well done. It's just, you know, okay. The laughing creeped you out. No, it's just, they went to the laugh 7,000 times, and right. I thought maybe 6,999 are good. Can I interest <laughs> you? <laughs> okay, heard it. Heard it. Was that the laugh? No, that's Dojo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was going to say that would get annoying. Oh, no, but it's an annoying laugh. Okay. It certainly is. All yeah. right. Filmmaker Peyton Reed will return to the Marvel Cinematic Universe to direct... Ant-Man 3, you guys. Ant-Man 3. Paul Rudd, of course, expected to return as well. Here's my favorite sentence. According... According 
to The Hollywood Reporter, the third Ant-Man movie will shoot at the end of 2020 or the beginning of 2021 for a probable 2022 release. Wow. So you don't really know anything. We've got we've been given no information. Yeah. It, it could be out anytime. Jensen, can you make 2022? Are you booked? Well, there's no date yet. Yeah, there's no, okay. yeah, yeah, there's there's no months. As of right now, 2022 is not good for me because there's a lot of, lot of sort of things already planned. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when we gotcha. get the date, I'll check it for real. How about okay. April 8th? 2022. Okay, hold on. Well, I'm out late the 7th. Okay. <laughs> so Maybe I'm, you could take a nap mm, on the 8th. Right now, I'm currently free on the 8th. Okay. But I'm just saying a lot of late night on 7th, so pro- possibly not. But well, we'll, we'll get, when we get closer, maybe next month I'll figure it out. Can All right, I interest good. you in the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Okay, what date? That sequel is April 8th, 2022. Yeah, 7th I have a bar mitzvah I'm going to. Yeah. But the 8th I'm, I might be free. Could finally hit one, maybe. Well, that's the seventh you said you were going to be up late. Yeah, the bar mitzvah. Come on. Yeah. No one's up late at a bar oh, mitzvah. Oh, no, this is, it starts at like 10. The kid is a night owl. What? Yeah, it's crazy. That's his adulthood. This is not true. Yeah, he does None the hop tour at like 1030, but he, the reason he's an adult is because like, I'm out late. Like, he's all excited, a little uh, unlit cigar. That's new brand? Yeah, unlit cigar, big top hat. None of this is real. It's a monopoly I kind of wish it was, because mm-hmm. I would go I would to go a 13-year-old's yeah. 10.30 <laughs> p.m. bar mitzvah. That would be awesome. Well, the official Spider-Verse Twitter account made the announcement on Friday, teasing the return of the teen web-slinger Miles Morales. You guys know how much that made worldwide? Tons. $375 million worldwide, and won the Oscar for Best Animated Feature. And was fantastic. fantastic. So good, yeah. It seems really like it good. came out of nowhere, and no one was really prepared for it. However, a sequel was in development before the original even hit theater, so somebody knew. Gosh, I love movies. Well, great to hear, you guys. Some birthdays for you. Jeff Probst, Diddy, Kathy Griffin, Ralph Macchio, and Matthew McConaughey. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Bean fights the world at daylight savings time. Saving. Right. Whatever. I'm going to just keep it a bean. So he goes on Twitter and he finds, like, all these different accounts that have it wrong and he mm-hmm. corrects them. Yeah. Well, so the li- the listeners, my uh, my uh, uh, time army is out there hooking me up. Your time army. They're out. They're out there, basically just sending me every violator. That's so funny. So that I can, uh, you know, bring down the hammer on them. They're being take them down. Hmm. So well, city, of- yeah. Because, uh, and let me just say, just by means of uh, setting up. Here's the thing. First of all, we're on standard time now. So mm-hmm. for all the morons who said, "Oh, it's daylight saving time this weekend," it's not. Right, okay, me- it's the end of daylight saving. All right. Time. Let me just butt in and say one thing. Yes. I think in the past it's always been the one thing. You don't put an S on it. Mm-hmm. Now it starts or ends. So there's two things you there's can do. There's two things. Yeah. He's mad at the spelling and the definition. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because people people just don't p- p- care enough to get it right. <laughs> and th- here's the other thing that I'm going to say, just because there may be people listening who've never heard us fight this battle before. You fight this battle. And mm-hmm. I assume I have all of you uh, on my side with this. And sure. that is that it's not it's not a style question where it can be either one, saving or savings. One is correct. Mm-hmm. The other one is incorrect. Yeah, but that always happens before they finally go, all right, we give up. They both work. So mm-hmm. why So why not just call it what it's called? I mean, have we all forgotten the Uniform Time Code Act of 1966? I mean, what, <laughs> kind of, what country is this anymore? No, that's front and center for me. Okay, as long as we all keep that in mind. Uh-huh. From the right, city, back, in, back to you. From the city and county of Denver, psst, daylight savings time ends tonight. Remember to set your clocks back. Being quote tweets, psst. 
put down the bong and learn <laughs> it's hashtag daylight. It's not hashtag daylight savings. Right. Bean. The whole city's high. Yes. Okay. Down the bong. You know how okay. Colorado is with their with their wacky tobacco. Okay. <laughs> Runner's World, Uh-oh. which I know Bean keeps up with, mm-hmm. says don't forget about daylight saving time tonight. Okay. Right. 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 All right. Good. Bean Wright quote tweets ending. Don't forget about daylight uh, saving time ending this weekend. Oh, so now my it's gosh. not just the S; it's whether it's starting or ending as well. I wish they would have tweeted back. How do we run away from you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> he had too much time on his hands. <laughs> um, this is a listener. Hey, Bean. As this is your final daylight saving time as part of the Kevin and Bean show, I wanted you to see that after years of correcting this sign at my work, this year. They finally got it right. Wow. You may now leave in peace knowing that you've made a difference. Being quote tweets, they almost got it right. Oh, no. (laughs) Standard time starts this Sunday. (laughs) Oh, no. Tiff wasn't even happy with it. That guy felt so good sending that in. And he was like, hey, it's working. Congrats. Bean cannot stand for that. Mm -mm. Because remember what he said, when good people, that thing. That's right. Fall back and blah, Mm -hmm. blah. NBC News, Um, what can we do in the days leading up to the end of daylight savings time to ease the transition? Being quote tweets, A, stop sexually harassing your employees. (laughs) B, it's daylight saving, not savings. No S. Got him. Now, am I wrong to expect better of a news organization? Shouldn't they actually check stuff like that before they tweet it out? They should. a daylight savings, asshole. But they don't. Taking okay. Back Sunday tweets. Oh, no. the band. Very popular band. Yes. Not Taking Back Sunday. Don't forget about daylight savings time ending this weekend. Fall back. What are you guys going to do with the extra hour? By the way, stop asking that question. <laughs> also, who's running Taking Back Sunday social media? A 50-year-old woman? What, what is that? Bean quote tweets and says, I'm going to tweet you guys and say that it's it's um, it's saving, not savings. Right. That's, That's what, what he's going to do with the whole the hour. hour. Yeah, yep. the whole hour. Yeah, I stayed up till two just to make sure I could do that. Mm-hmm. Jim Boy's Tacos. <laughs> that world famous tacos. Right? Tacos. You have to make sure they get it right. They tweet, remember that tomorrow is daylight savings time, so one more hour to sleep or one more hour for tacos. Hashtag priorities. Bean quote tweets, tacos are a great food, so is knowing it's daylight saving, not savings. Time that is ending this weekend. Oh, no. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. You go to hell, Boy's Tacos. Oh, no. <laughs> and finally, Time. In the most... No. I, that is insane. In the no. most ironic... Time magazine. Time magazine. Oh. In the most ironic one ever, Time says, time to set back your clocks. Daylight savings returns <gasps> Sunday. Time. I mean, that, that is disgusting, Bean. I'm with you there. Bean Thank you, quote tweets, t- quote, quote tweets and says, your name is Time! <laughs> <laughs> How can you make Two mistakes in the tweet about changing the clocks. Daylight saving, not savings, ends Sunday. Oh, no. So B was on a tear. Bean, you should go f*** yourself. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, um, there's a, uh, a podcast called The B-Team. If you haven't heard about it and you are a big fan of this show and our podcast, The Kevin and Bean Show, you may be interested in The B-Team. So it's uh, it's DJ Omar Khan. It's uh, producer Dave, King of Mexico, and it's our own beer mug. And they basically tell, they do their own stuff too, but they mostly tell stories about the behind the scenes of the Kevin and Bean Show, revisit past topics and tape. Uh, and this most recent episode includes uh, a portion of the interview with the great Bobby Boris Pickett, by the way. <laughs> the Monster Mash Man. So that, that alone makes it worth downloading. But apparently somebody told a story on the podcast. Who was that somebody? Somebody told a story where somebody actually said in real life, not for comedy and not ironically, don't you know who I am? Now, that that line has always just meant death to us. Like, absolutely. Anyone that uses that, got no time for you in my life. Right. Who do you think that person might be? Let's see, DJ Omar Khan. Uh He would do it, it... well, they, don't, they don't say it's someone on the podcast. It could be someone off the podcast, right? Oh. I mean, it could be anyone on the show. Then me. <laughs> well, I don't I think it was you. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. You would know right. that. I don't think it was you. I would say Dave. That's that's a very Dave King of Mexico thing to say. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Hey guys. Oh. Oh, it's oh. Mugs. Mugs. Uh, mugs. You Listen to me. But your beer mug. Exactly. First of all, two things. Number one, I hate. Whenever I'm in public and somebody has to tell somebody who, what I do, who I work for, what my you name hate is, that. I hate that. It uh-huh. makes me super uncomfortable. Right. Hold out. on. Number two. Number two. You're a loser. Hey, whoa. We'll get to that part. <laughs> it, it makes Just me so uncom- you know, you're not in charge of this. <laughs> it, well, hold on. I want to okay. defend myself. Uh, it, it makes me super uncomfortable wherever, when, whenever we're out in public and somebody wants to tell somebody who I am. Number two, I did not use the specific words, do you know who I am? But sort of, kind of, a little bit. I was at... <laughs> Good defense. That's a hell of a defense, yeah. Muggs. I don't know how we can poke holes in that. The jury will like to come up with its <laughs> now, judgment now. A lot of people will assume, and rightfully so, that there are a lot of benefits that come with this job, mm-hmm. working for K-Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, both. Some people hate, some people are Right. Mm-hmm. So you never know. A lot of the times, I it goes with the, I don't like for people to kind of tell Stop other people who that. I am. You're I the person that said I this. Don't. So when it comes to, like, me getting benefits from something, I will always opt out. Like, whether if I'm in Las Vegas and, like, you know, they're going to hook up somebody, you know, from the media with a table. I, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want That's good to, because that's what you do for us. I don't. So, he's so great. He's that's like, excellent. when I get benefits, like, things that will help my job, right. I say no. Oh, just, an interview opportunity? It no way. <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. When there are things that are beneficial for the Kevin and Bean show, I look them straight in the eyes and I say, not today, Satan. So I want to let you guys, I want to let you. You guys know <laughs> through my 13 years with the Kevin and Bean show mm-hmm. and 15 with K Rock, mm-hmm. I have never once okay. used my job to get me something. Okay. Were you at one point, let's say, at a strip club? Yes, I was, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and do you have a shirt from said strip club? Well, so the whole thing was I was sitting there and the, the strip club DJ gets on the mic and goes, 
All right, gentlemen, it is time. Two for one lap dances. Get your two for one lap dances. You will not only get a two uh, two song dance with the lovely ladies here at Spearman Rhino, but you will get a Spearman Rhino T-shirt thrown into the two for one deal. All right, so let me just stop you right there. How is it possible that at this point you use the words or very close to don't you know who I am? Because right now it seems like it's for a shirt and two dances. Right. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Once I, I heard lap dances, whatever. Once I heard free spearmint rhino shirt, <laughs> sure. I could not. I, mean, I would push anyone turn over the edge. This <laughs> down. Okay. Uh, so then I go up to. It appeared to be one of the uh, one of the bouncers. I was Before like, you say this, yeah. couldn't you have just gotten the dance? And the shirt? I didn't want to spend the sixty bucks for the two for wow, one. Oh wow! You know, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a so working wait, father. So hold on a yeah. second. Mm-hmm. So they offered you a free T-shirt with the lap dance, yeah. but you wanted the free T-shirt without the lap dance? Yeah, because you, you have... go you go to hell, you Amen. son of a bitch. Amen. <laughs> they are putting themselves through college. Oh my Look, god! You heard friends with benefits and said, "I'll take friends." <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: I didn't want to have to pay for the lap dance. I just want to work my way around that and go straight to the shirt. So I go to the bouncer. I go, "Hey, man, what's going on?" Um, my name is, I actually work for a radio Uh-oh. station right here. This is what you hate now. I just want to clarify. <laughs> this is what I hate. You hate this. But I said, you know what? I've never used it in my life. Oh, my God. I'm just going to start now. So I go, I work uh, at the world-famous K-Rock. It's a radio station here <laughs> oh, in L.A. Uh, hate I, you. My name is Beer Mug from the Kevin and Bean Show. Murder, right? <laughs> my name is Beer Mug from the Kevin and Bean Show. I was wondering if I could get one of those sweet Spearmint Rhino shirts without kind of like having to get the lab. Just get the shirt. Just hook it up. You know, maybe, maybe you know, because I'll. Are I'll, you on cocaine right now? <laughs> I wish. You have some? <laughs> you have some? Go at, at the strip club or right now? No, no, oh. both, but go ahead. Uh, so I said, you know, it'd be cool if I get one of those shirts because, like, I, you know, I'm in the studio a lot and there's a lot of social media oh, and cameras. Wow. So, I'm so, in the public eye. So the guy, I need a shirt. So the bouncer's like, hold on, let me see what I could do. Uh, so he walks away, and then 10 minutes later comes back. <laughs> By the 10 way, minutes? 10-minute conversation. Hey, there's a total weirdo outside. He says he works for a radio station. How much do those shirts cost us? A dollar? Honestly, it's worth it. Let's get this guy off our get back. Get him to go away. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, my first ever benefit from working from the Kevin and Bean Show, a Spearmint Rhino Gentleman's Club t-shirt hmm. that I haven't worn once. Was it worth selling your soul to get it? Um... If it was an extra large and not a double X, maybe. <laughs> they didn't even give him the right uh. size. They must have heard you on the radio. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. So last week, our heads were spinning with the news on Thursday that My Chemical Romance was getting back together. That's one her- of my top favorite bands that I was just dying for them to get back together. And Thursday, I was like... Yes, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. And you probably thought at the time, well, that's the biggest reunion news I'll ever hear. <laughs> no, nothing will ever mm-hmm. top that now that Mike Hem is getting back together. Mm-hmm. Certainly not the next day. And then 24 hours later, uh, Rage Against the Machine put up on their Instagram that they also are getting back together for a, a very small number of shows. Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and then two dates at Coachella in April. That's it, so far. Anyway, Rage Against the Machine. Do you ever think it would happen, Kevin? Yeah. I mean, they have reunited several times since they broke up. Mm-hmm. But what was the last time? Like, oh... Nine uh, years ago or something? I think. Uh, something. Oh, seven, I thought? But oh. anyway, either way, it's been a it's long been time. A long it's been a long time. time. It has yeah. been a long time. But and, I also don't think, I'm sure it has a lot to do with money, but I also don't think the fact that it's uh, 2020 election year is lost on them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. They are a band who likes to have something to protest. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty to protest. Um, I, I, I think the reason I was surprised about this one is that 
Zach is so mysterious, Mm -hmm. and it just seemed like he had zero interest because he has so little public profile. I guess is part of it. It's not like it's not like a guy who's getting interviewed all the time, like Robert Bland of Led Zeppelin, who every week has to say, "No, we're not doing a reunion." Mm -hmm. You just never heard from Zach, and it just seemed to me like he just moved on and wasn't interested at all. While the other guys continue to work in other bands, so I guess it was hard to gauge behind, you know, without having information on whether he was ever going to be into it or not. Here's what I would say: I would say that it doesn't surprise me that they reunited. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. did surprise me Friday that they were reuniting for Coachella next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it wasn't a surprise that they got back together for a few shows. Because the most we've heard from Zach is he showed up on the Run the Jewels albums, right? I mean, there's really no Rage-esque kind of music he's doing. No. Right, yeah. So, I mean, would that be number one? That's got to be number one on your list, right, Kevin? Yep, number one and two right there. Who... Who else needs to reunite to make our hearts happy? Presidents of the United States of America. I mean, look, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. Yeah, that was just a joke for me, though. Oh. <laughs> Allie, who do you have left on your wish list for bands to reunite? Well, first off, when Mr. Bungle said they were reuniting, you know that that, that made me so happy. So now I've got Mr. Bungle back together. Mm-hmm. I mean, if yeah, those... You did that. I did that, yeah. yeah. Wow. If those guys can do it, um, I think... A potato and his brother could get back together, right? Oasis. That would be awesome. And I think that will absolutely happen. That's kind of the one left. I mean, as far as like real white whale, like the one the one people think could well, never happen. The Smiths. I think a Ooh, lot of people. That would be big too. Yeah, yeah. but you have, mm, yeah. I don't Go want ahead. it Say to happen. You have, the jerk you, have a, you have a shaky guy right in the yeah, middle of there. I, I don't That's need so. the Smiths to get back together. Yeah. Guys, I think the Smiths reuniting would be huge. Oh, it absolutely massive. would. People would uh, people would go insane absolutely. over a chance to see a band that most people are too young to have ever seen live. You know Half what I mean? Half of the people that buy tickets will get to see them. Maybe <laughs> if you're lucky. Um, uh, I have uh, I have a I wrote a couple this weekend. Okay, I have a couple as well. You okay. go first. First, me. I'm thinking White Stripes. I thought about that too, but Jack can do all the White Stripes songs he wants without Meg. But it's still it's still a legacy kind of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. and also they were always such an enigma as far as being divorced while they were still a band. Like there's something about them that was magical at a certain point. I agree, and I think seeing them both on stage again as a two piece kind of, you know what I mean? Like there's something there. I think Meg has retired from music, and she's ju- she's just a housewife now. Mm-hmm. Why well. would you say just a housewife? <laughs> what I mean is she's no, retired from so music. Awesome. It's not like she's playing in other bands or anything. Right. That's what I mean. Is yeah. She's just a, she's a homemaker now. Also a woman's place is the kitchen, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly. I, I have, um, besides Oasis, okay. uh, the Fugees. Yeah, that would, would be. Would love to see them back together. It hasn't worked out in the past when it they've hasn't. tried it, but uh, that would be a dream. And Fugazi. Right? Who's with me? Fugazi. Hello? All right. Uh, while we're talking about ones that probably won't get a big reaction, I think I'd like to see Genesis back together. Oh, he can't even drum or anything. He, but he, he can sing, been, though. He has been going out and singing and he stuff. He can sing, yeah. yeah. Don't, I don't know if he'd be able to drum, but you get all the Genesis work, great musicians, and you get Phil Collins singing. Okay. Do we, do we need all of that? Well, like I said, I wasn't looking for a big applause there. Okay. All right, I've got a couple right. uh, that have not been mentioned. Um, Civil Wars. Sure. <laughs> Civil Wars. Yeah. One of, the, one of the great bands of the 21st century. I'm with them. Broken up with complete Mysterioso. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea whether they'll ever get together again. But I would. they were magic together. Both have good solo careers. Magic together, though. Um, ABBA. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come okay. on. I think what we have about enough ABBA? ABBA? They're no. 90. We have enough. 
They're not 90. They're the biggest band in the world, Kevin. No, no band not. has been more successful than ABBA. Uh, Why not ABBA? We, they do have a new single coming out next month. <laughs> we don't. We, we, we don't need ABBA. ABBA. I've never said we need more ABBA. Okay. How about this one? Destiny's Child. They did it, for the Super Bowl, right? Yes. Right. Any interest, or is it just you, all you need is right? all you need is Beyonce? We're always look, man. I'm always like, where is that Michelle Williams? Not the one <laughs> in the movies, but the other one, yeah. <laughs> or Latoya, or whatever the other one's yeah. name was. All right, one more just for you, Jensen. Mm-hmm. Outcast would be great. Oh, that would be great. And here's the thing: they did reunite for Coachella, mm-hmm. and people were super unhappy with one week, and then happy with the other week. Yeah. And then I saw them a couple weeks later at this BET Experience show at Staples, and it was phenomenal. So there is hope that one day Andre 3000 won't want to just be a guy with a flute walking around Starbucks uh, and instead want to go around. I'm going to say Nick on the line has one that we didn't mention yet, and we oh. certainly should have. Okay. okay. Morning, Nick. Hey, guys. First, let me just say thank you so much. I've been I've been listening since I was a little kid, and honestly, I, I have a tear in my eye. I'm, I just can't believe that you're going and... You know, Kevin, I just wish you well. Thank you. And Allie and Jensen. <laughs> Kevin, good luck with retirement. Good luck, man. Nick, yeah. what about a band that you need to get back together that we haven't mentioned? Okay, I got two. Number one, by far, is Oingo. Boingo. Boingo. Oh, Oingo. Boingo. The problem, yeah, the, is Dan- the problem is Danny Elfman's been over that for so long. Yeah. But he does do an Oingo Boingo song here or there, here correct? Or there. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. once. At the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that was so it. Cool. Huh. That was it. You were there, right, Ellie? No, it was Chip. Oh, I was there. Okay. Yes, Nick, go ahead. Okay, and the other one would be, I would like Kanye West to reunite with himself <laughs> so that we can actually get some good music, like back in the day, because that guy is just whack. The old Kanye <laughs> reunited. I like it. Hey, Kevin, Kevin, have fun in England, bro. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you, I will. I love you, man. Thank I love you. you. Thank Kevin. you very Bye, much. Kevin. I'm going to have a great time. Thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Monday mornings being what on the Kevin and Bean Show? When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for... surprise me if a lot of you have seen this already but because it happened last uh, on Halloween. But the day after this was posted and it went viral, and it's a little eight-year-old kid. You're right, right up there. there. <laughs> got a I'm stenographer. An angry here. letter. Oh, are you guys talking to me? No, yeah. it's just you're typing quite loudly. Though. I'm so sorry. No worries. It's just uh, getting some uh, information from okay. Dave. Sorry, sorry. Gotcha. Show business. <laughs> <laughs> There's a behind-the-scenes look at show business, kids. Yes. So he's a no, no. I meant I was doing show business. Oh. I wasn't just writing a strongly worded letter. It was actually something relevant to the program. Go ahead. Gotcha. All right. So in this family in Maryland, the the husband was a firefighter and he had to work. So the mom took the kid out uh, trick or treating, mm-hmm. and they put out a little bowl of candy for the kids to help themselves. It was a help themselves thing. Eight year old Jackson Champagne came away with a pretty good haul on Halloween. Sour Patch Kids, nerds. But it's the candy he didn't bring home that he's most proud of. Around 7.30 last night, Jackson and his sister Gracie were trick-or-treating in Gambrels when they came to a house on Symphony Lane. So he looks in the container and there's no more candy. And he goes, there ain't no more candy. Oh, well, Jackson. Now, hold on a second. Let me guess. He, I hope he burns the place down. 
if they're out of candy, right? I thought he would take the container because it was like a pumpkin. I mm-hmm. thought they would take that and he would just run off. That's a, yeah. That's what eight-year-old me would have right. done. <laughs> Thankfully, he's not me. Candy. Oh, no. Disappointed, Jackson didn't want other kids to walk away empty-handed. So on a night measured by how much candy you take home, he decided he would give some back. There you go. What made you say? So he takes candy out of his bag and uh-huh. puts it in the container, reaches back to his bag, puts some more in the container. So the next kids will yes. have something. Oh. Yes. I'm going to leave candy. For the other kids who, when they walk up to the house, they don't have candy there, and then they're sad. His mom, Danielle, couldn't believe it. I had a moment, mommy moment, and I was like, I patted myself on the back like, oh. I was like, that's my son. <laughs> Unbeknownst to Jackson, the whole thing was caught on camera. And watching it all unfold in real time was Prince George's firefighter, Kevin Hodges. So I immediately uh, took a clip of it and sent it to her. I said, check this kid out. You won't believe it. His wife, Leslie, felt compelled to share Jackson's spur-of-the-moment generosity with the world. For a child to do that without being prompted, you know, it, it was just really neat. So I said, other people need to see this right now. Dad Tyler couldn't be more proud. You try to teach your kids without pushing it on them or forcing it on them. You're giving back. Skittles. So the next time you're arguing over when the holidays begin, take Jackson's advice. When it comes to the season of giving, you can never start too early. Aww. That kid does not understand Halloween. (laughs) And his name is Jackson Champagne. Like, how cool is that kid? That's a rough name, I think. And he got to unload all his candy corn, too. So that's a side benefit. How dare you? And that's my great news. My great news has to do with school picture day. I don't know about you guys, but as a kid, that, like, oh, what are you going to wear? This is a big deal. You talk to your friends on the phone the night before, like, I don't know, I might wear yellow. Mm, Not me. I look washed out. It's a whole thing. But for this little boy, Camden Beck, he had just had it. So here's what happened. It's school picture day. He comes down in a shirt. His mom says, no, that doesn't work. Goes back upstairs. That one doesn't work. He finally came down in three shirts, wearing them all at once. And his mom's like, okay, that is it, Jackson. Sends him back up to his room. I thought his name was Camden. Camden. I'm sorry. Jackson was my kid. Wow. I'm stealing his name. That's how great of a name it was. Jackson (laughs) Champagne. No, this is Camden Beck. So he came back downstairs, and that's when another battle ensued. Got upset with me. Camden marched upstairs because, admittedly, I kind of got like hangry. That's something. This one shirt on, so he instantly got upset with me. Camden marched upstairs. Just one shirt on. Okay. So he instantly oh. got upset well, with me. Camden marched upstairs because, That's... admittedly, I don't know what's happening right now, but I like it. Remix. Here we go. I kind of got, like, hangry. That's something I do. Instead of changing into actual clothes, he put on his hot dog costume. We had already been battling over it for probably 20 minutes. We were going to be late, and I'm like, fine, just wear the hot dog. I don't care. He'll change his mind when he gets to school. It will be fine. But Camden kept it on. He wore his costume all day, and when he came home, I said, did you get your pictures with the hot dog on? He said, yeah. These school pictures became the talk of the town, but it didn't end there. It was my birthday. I got an avocado costume. For his ninth birthday, Cam got this avocado costume. (laughs) 
And guess what he did on school picture day this year? <laughs> What's an avocado costume? I'm in love with this kid because he's like, you know what? Wore the hot dog outfit one year. I'm gonna just going to follow it up this year with my avocado costume. He's literally in the school. And this is not just like a onesie costume. It comes up and covers his head so only his little face is poking out. It is adorable, and I love it, and Camden Beck is all about just being unique and being himself. Sure, it started off with him just kind of trying to screw his mom, like, ah, I'm just going to wear that. Nope. Not like that. Nope. Not like that. Nope. So now that's the thing. It's become a tradition at his school, and I just thought that was so fun and lovely. It's hard enough being a kid, but a kid that can be cool being a hot dog or an avocado in his picture, that's pretty rad. And that's my great news. Uh, And finally, it has been four years since Chastity Patterson lost her stepfather. James Lignan died in 2015, and they were very, very close. She said blood could not have made him any closer. I cried with him. I told him everything. I became independent because he took the time to love me and show me what happiness looks like. He was a perfect father figure for her. He died, as I mentioned, in 2015. Through four years of college, she continued to text his old phone number every single day, sending him messages about her life, telling her about her challenges, about her troubles. She didn't know? No, she knew. She knew. But she still wanted that connection with him, so she still continued to text his phone number. Finally, the day came in October when she felt ready to let go. On the eve of the fourth anniversary of his death, she texted him one last time, recapping everything he had missed, how she overcame cancer, how she graduated college. She finally concluded her text by saying she would always love him and always miss him. What happened next is she got a text back. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It's coming from inside the house. It said, hi, sweetheart. I'm not your father, but I've been getting all of your messages for the past four years. I look forward to your morning messages and your nightly updates. My name is Brad, and I lost my daughter in a car wreck in August of 2014, and your messages have kept me alive. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. When you text me, I know it's really a message from God. It's not, by the way. I'm sorry you lost (laughs) someone so close to you, but I have listened to you over the years, and I have watched you grow and go through more than anyone. I wanted to text you back for years, but I didn't want to break your heart. You are an extraordinary woman, and I wish my daughter would have become the woman that you are. I'm sorry you have to go through all of this, but if it makes it any better, I'm very proud of you. All right, Kevin and I are crying. All right. How about that, by the way? Oh, Bean, lead with that. You should have been first, but you got dumb candy kid and stupid avocado boy. (laughs) Needless to say, Chastity was in awe of the response and shared the messages on her Facebook, hoping that other grieving people might find peace from the serendipitous message reassuring her that everything is going to be all right. Today was my sign that everything was okay and I can let him rest. Imagine her surprise to say goodbye after four years and then to have something come back through on the text. I don't think I would want to look at it. I'd be a little afraid. I'd be terrified, right? So obviously what happened is at some point that number was reassigned, but the guy on the other end of the phone just didn't respond for all that time. Because he was going through his whole he was going nightmare. through his thing. So, wow. Yeah, wow. it's a uh, hell of a story. I'm happy those two found each other, and that has been great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Here we are in the middle of the holidays, you guys. It's Christmas time. It's... Sorry, I didn't know you were going to... 
Continue. I was just excited. Because it's Christmas time, and right. I thought, like, that was my cue. I could have been. Could have okay, been your cue. Right. But okay. I, I, I wasn't technically dumb, but I'm fine to I'm fine. Okay, to, when you finish, say I'm over fine to zip it. Okay. Say over and out. Say over yeah, please. What I'm saying is night one Santa has already... has not, something not yet, very not special in his sack for you, too. Okay. Yeah, Stand by. Uh, what I'm saying is that the, the K-Rock Absolute Almost Christmas night one already announced, already on sale. But wait, there's more. It's time for night two over and out. <laughs> Did you say, do we make it now or now? over and out? Was over and out. Been... Last thing I said was over no, and out. But you oh, don't say over and out. Just over and out. Oh, oh over, out. You say out. Oh, okay. out. Okay. Night two, out. It's almost Christmas. K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas 2019. Night two, Sunday, December 8th, Honda Center in Anaheim. I know it's Sunday. I thank you so much for coming here to watch us play. We're going to give you everything we can. Well, we're 21 Pilots, guys. Thank you so much for watching. 21 Pilots. Ladies and gentlemen, Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons. Hi, this is Jack White. The Racket Tours. Interrupters. Lovely the band. Matt Mason. K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas 2019. Night 2. Sunday, December 8th. Honda Center in Anaheim. On sale Friday at 10 a.m. Sign up at K-Rock.com to get the exclusive K-Rock presale Thursday at 10 a.m. Proceeds benefit the Al Wooten Jr. Heritage Center in Potter Los Niños. Driven by your helpful SoCal Honda dealers this happy Honda Day season. Uh, did I hear a uh, pre-sale for street team members at Kirk.com? You did Thursday from 10 to 10, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were confident. I, I was going to use for the information. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Thursday and then the tickets go on sale to the public on Friday, uh, November 8th at 10 a.m. Online at Ticketmaster.com only. By the way, um, you had me at the Rack and Tours. Mm-hmm. You had me at the 1975. Yes. You had me at 21 Pilots. Yes. You had me at Monsters and Men, uh-huh. Mumford and Sons, The Interrupters, Lovely the Band, Matt Mason. It's an, uh, an unbelievable lineup for night two, December 8th at the Honda Center in Anaheim. Again, it's stacked. Yeah, it's great. Again, the details are K-Rock Street Team members pre-sale this Thursday morning at 10 a.m. What happened to Amy Winehouse? Unavailable this year, Rodney. Sorry. And then tickets go on sale to the public on Friday, November 8th at 10 a.m. Again, Ticketmaster.com. One more time, the lineup for K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas Night 2. Hit it, Steve. It's almost Christmas. K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas 2019. Night 2, Sunday, December 8th, Honda Center in Anaheim. I know it's Sunday. I thank you so much for coming here to watch us play. We're going to give you everything we can. Well, we're 21 Pilots, guys. Thank you so much for watching. 21 Pilots.
Sons. Mumford and Sons. Hi, this is Jack White. The Racket Tours. Lovely the band. Matt Mason. K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas 2019. Night 2. Sunday, December 8th. Honda Center in Anaheim. On sale Friday at 10 a.m. Sign up at krock.com to get the exclusive K-Rock pre-sale Thursday at 10 a.m. Proceeds benefit the Al Wooten Jr. Heritage Center and Potter Los Ninos. Driven by your helpful SoCal Honda dealers this happy Honda Day season. Well, Mar, how did this come up uh, last week? Last Thursday, I think it was? That's a great question. Sleeping, well, I think it, sleeping with your socks I on? Think it, I think we, we take a lot of tangents here. And I think first okay. it went about my mom okay. teaching me when I was young that if I wear my socks while I'm sleeping, I'll wake up with a headache. Oh, right. We were talking about ridiculous superstitions. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then... I just said that... This uh, is Homar. Yeah. Or I, O-ring, as we like to call it. <laughs> don't start that up again, please. <laughs> uh, that I cannot go to sleep without socks on. Oh, oh. Yeah, and that that that, that <laughs> made you in your mouth, Alex. She, oh, she did. She did. So gross. I yeah, got. She was like, I got so mad at Omar on Thursday. I was like screaming yeah. at him. What is it that oh. gives you that reaction? If I'm laying next to a dude and I've got you know bare legs, and all of a sudden I feel. <laughs> A sock on my leg. That's I would rather have. Is. I'd rather have a bunion. I'd rather what? have a weird old toenail scratching me. What socks? Ew! Your feet are so sweaty. That's so disgusting. Take off your socks. You're not a baby. You're not wearing a onesie. You're a grown ass man. Also, That'd be awesome. Also, I'd like to ask a question. <laughs> Omar, yeah. what are these socks? Are these designated sleep socks, or are these the yeah. socks you've been wearing all day? No, no, these are designated. I have a stack of regular socks that I wear, like, you know, during the day, and yeah. then I have special sleep socks. I usually, like, every night I take a shower, put on my sleep socks. I'll and be then... right back. i got to put yeah. on my special sleep socks, honey. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. i got to put on my sleep oh, socks. For some weird reason, I just, my feet get really cold, yeah. and I can't go to sleep with socks and on. And you keep them well, on oh, all night. Yeah. Like, yeah. there have been times where I've been like, oh, my feet are really cold. I'm just going to have socks on for a minute. But then I'll always take them off. No. What's so gross about that to you? Ew. It is oh, gross. It's disgusting. Why? Why is it gross? Because it's not, those are not designated sleep clothes. No one says, like, oh, I got to get these socks for sleep. You can wear anything you want for designated sleep clothes. Wait, wait. You, know that that you guys wear underwear, right? Why is that different from socks? Not it's good. an undergarment. Yeah. But yeah. No, you don't wear socks to bed. It's Why creepy. Not? It's weird. Why is it creepy and weird? Let me ask you a question. <laughs> socks are fine, right? Socks. Fine. If you haven't touched them, they're good. Fine. They're clean. They're fine. The only thing that makes socks bad is your feet. Yes. Thank you for making our point. If, if they're so not wait, clean. Wait. So I, if they're not well, clean. Case closed. So she's saying I'd rather have feet. I'm like, no, that's the problem. No, he, if the I socks are bad, feet. it's I, the feet. Number one, I go, I shower. Then your bed. socks are fine. That's my point. No, it's it's all about even the rubbing of the sock against uh, the sheet. Oh, it's no. the texture. All of it. What? This oh, is all of it. This is a texture disgusting. thing? Socks are not made for sleep. No. They're, they're just that's by, ridiculous. Just by science, they, the way they rub on the... And also, if you're cold, yeah. if your feet are cold, add a sheet, bro. 
Uh, no, it's just my feet. It's not the rest of my body. So, so, you, so you've so got even, a circulation problem that I think we need to I get. I would rather <laughs> you do it because you're a doctor. Yeah. I honestly would rather you put a blankie over your feet. Really? Yeah. Like a little blanket? Yeah. But what if I kick it off? That's You know, I toss and turn and then I could kick off the blanket. Then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have to go put on my sleep socks. What a so honestly, it's, it's not as weird if you staple them to your legs than wearing a sock. Is that what you want okay. me to do? You're just so bad about socks. Does Cassie wear socks? Uh, n- I don't believe so. And if she, you know what happens if she does, she kicks them off during the exactly, night. Exactly right. because yeah. your feet are so hot, it's disgusting. Then you just have sweaty feet. But my feet are cold, so then they don't Again, sweat. See a doctor. <laughs> if you're laying in bed, you said next yeah. to somebody, and their feet are freezing cold. Yeah, you want them? Yeah, I'd, I'd put them, that put them in between my legs, and I'll warm them up. Whoa. I mean, oh, I meant like the yeah, bottom part, but uh... that sounded what? <laughs> it's not what I meant at What's all. What's happening? Not today? what I meant. <laughs> Allie, um... but I'm saying that's better than socks. Yes, yeah, socks to bed is so gross to what's me. Up? It is gross. It's Let me. Gross. Uh, I don't understand what's gross. Yes, may I ask a, a, a follow-up question, uh, please? And that is, how do you feel about having sex with someone while they're wearing socks? Is that a problem for you? Absolutely. That's disgusting. Take off your freaking socks. Unless what? it's a 70s snuff film, Bean. I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh, then I'm into it. Right. Then I can't even imagine what anyone's doing wearing socks in bed at all. By the way, um, just for the record, uh, and so it's out there, I agree with Jensen and Alley. I am also team no socks full time. Makes no sense. Absolutely. Look, team you no can beat team no socks, but it doesn't but, make, the Alley throwing up in our mouth makes no right. sense. Does, is it gross to you, Bean, if I sleep with my socks on? It is, yes. It is, what? Yes. Yeah, it is. Really? It is. Yeah, that's not how, that's not, uh, what the Lord intended. Wow. <laughs> you, you guys even want to know about my stance on Uber pants? Oh, Uber this is crazy. Pants. So, like, are we same, done with socks? No, in the same light. I don't even want you sitting on my bed in your pants that could have been in an Uber or on a public chair. Or it is. I take. So I take an Uber to your house. Yes. And it, for some reason, I'm sitting on your bed. I don't well, know why I would be doing that. Come but. up with some reasons. <laughs> but absolutely, there, you would freak out about that because well, yes. You're sitting in an Uber or, or a subway if you live in New York City, and, my, and you're taking those pants and you're putting them on my bed. Nothing that's allowed outside should be put into my bed. Okay. Well, that doesn't work with O-ring o- o- socks because they're sleep socks. Yeah, because they're sleep socks. He doesn't use them for anything. Number else. one, I don't they're trust not outside. It. I don't trust it. But also, it's like a hygienic. Uh, piece of clothing. Listen, I wasn't aware of his Uber pants situation <laughs> and I would, would like, like to be distance? off of Team Jensen. <laughs> if that is possible. Bean, how about you with the Uber pants? Uh, well, nobody would ever sit on my bed under any circumstances. That sounds like a point, challenge though. to me. So, Book my flight to London. Um, I don't know. I guess I hadn't... I, I mean, uh, what if they're sitting on the bed, they're actually sitting on the top of the blanket or the comforter or something like that, which is not a part that even comes in contact with your body. So I think that's a little bit of an overreaction, mm-hmm. but I am still with you on the socks. It, well, I'll sit alone on my island, but it's it don't come to my house and sit on my bed. I will say it drives me insane when I see people put their suitcases on top of their beds in hotel rooms, though. Oh, never mind. Now it, we're good, wait, right? Why? It does drive <laughs> me crazy. Wait, why? <laughs> because if you put your, your suitcase is literally the dirtiest thing you own. Ah, okay, wait, well, what? this just in... The bedspread is the dirtiest thing in that room. Yeah, yeah. aside from the you're, remote control, you're ruining your suitcase by doing that. Yeah, there's uh, there's no winners in that uh, in that formula. That's for sure. <laughs> but getting back to Homar, stop yeah. with the socks. Why? Yeah, stop. Uh, it. Then I can't go to sleep. I already have problems sleeping. Don't take my socks away, no, guys. You're good. Okay, thanks. <laughs> you're good, Ori. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Allie! What's happening on this Monday? Bean, you were sick um, about a week ago, mm-hmm. and it was most likely the flu that then led to a bronchitis that then was walking pneumonia, right? That is correct. You are my physician, and you Thank called you. it, Thank and you. you were right. Uh, here's the thing. Nobody likes being sick. Having the flu is horrible. Right. But what if you got paid to have the flu? Hmm. How much? It would take That's a lot. That's the question. How much would you get paid to be basically injected? With the influenza virus. Just one of those uh, medical study opportunities? Yeah. Researchers okay. are turning sick days into paydays for some, quote, lucky volunteers who will be infected with the influenza virus as part of a study on how our bodies combat the seasonal illness. I- I'm not going to say there's no amount that I would do that for, but it would it would take a lot only because I would be worried about lessening my immune system by giving myself the flu on purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd rather stay resistant. So I, I think I'd pass except for a, a really big payday. I I'm with the guy that's going to die in five days. Um, I do not do well sick. Okay. I am a baby. Yeah. Same. I think I'm going to die every sickness I get. But I think my number is $25,000. Okay. Um, Here's the thing. As many as 80 people aged 18 to 50 are going to inhale a nasal spray containing influenza A or the common H1N1 strain, which produces mild to moderate symptoms. They're going to then spend at least a week holed up in a clinic where they'll be closely monitored with blood samples, nasal and throat swabs to track their initiation, size and duration of various immune system responses and to detect the virus leaving the body. TV or no TV um, in that would, week? That's a great I question. I would think there would be TV okay. in this place. Okay. Um, however, I don't think anyone in this room would do it. How much? I don't even think Beer Mug would do this. Mm. $3,300. Mm. Mm-mm. Yeah, I'd do it. You would? Yeah. Yeah, I thought you would. I, I was kidding. <laughs> I was I was kidding saying you wouldn't. Yeah. I'm saying a week? That's a week and you're getting paid 3300 bucks. Maybe you lose a couple pounds. I mean, I'm in. Wait, not right, taxed. It's not a diet plan. Why isn't it taxed? It's definitely taxed. It's income. Then I'm not in. Oh, my God. You thought you thought it was just three thirty three hundred take home. The government the doesn't know. The government okay. says I feel bad. He got the flu. Yeah. Let him keep it. Okay. All right. Hmm. Okay. Nope. So everybody's out. Oh, I'm definitely out. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't even want Uber pants on my bed. <laughs> no, you don't. I didn't even know Uber pants were a oh, thing. Same. Now you know. Morning. So Coldplay announced on Friday that they're going to perform their upcoming eighth studio album, Everyday Life, at a pair of live stream concerts in Amman, Jordan. Did you guys hear about this? No. Coldplay, Everyday Life, live in Jordan, will air on YouTube in two parts, mirroring the two halves of the Everyday Life double album, Sunrise and Sunset. So the Sunrise portion will begin on November 21st at 11 p.m. Eastern. That's just before the album is released worldwide at midnight on the 22nd, which is just around sunrise in Jordan. See, because the... Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll wow. be fun. It'll be fun, you guys. Coldplay was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live this weekend with uh, Chris, uh, Kristen Stewart as the host. And? 
They were fine. Oh, no. I feel like our friend um, Chris has had a bunch of Botox, though. Oh. Oh, my. Did anyone see, see his, no, his face? No, he's on Saturday no. Night Live. No. Yeah. I feel like he's had a bunch of Botox. I mean, he definitely looked refreshed and surprised. Did they do <laughs> Did they do all their, uh, you know, like Paul Simon Africa Aero stuff? They did that one, Orphans, mm-hmm. and then they debuted a brand new song, which was very pretty, which was a new Coldplay ballad. Okay, that huh. I think you might like. Yeah, that's what we're all. I, that's uh, what I'm listening for. Yeah, they're very, uh, you know, very energetic. They're a good live band, as you know. They, you know, performed part of it out in the uh, in the audience at SNL. But mm-hmm. it's it's nice to have Coldplay back. I like those guys. Agreed. I cannot wait to now see his refreshed and surprised yes. look. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And he also has a, a buzz cut now. Got a, got all of his hair cut uh, real short. Maybe could that just be it? Different look. His hair is gone, so now you're focusing more on the face? I believe there are needles, but you take a look and see what you think. (laughs) Okay. I'm all over it. Guys, um, the U.S., we just can't stop winning. I heard a guy say that was going to happen. Uh But for the first time in the 32-year history of the World Cheese Awards, the winning cheese came from the U.S. USA! 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 The honor went to the Rogue River Blue from Oregon's, Oregon's Rogue Creamery. It beat out 3,803 other contenders from 42 countries. You guys, French people are real good at cheese. Mm-hmm. They didn't win. USA! We won. The cheese is cave-aged for 9 to 11 months and hand-wrapped in grape leaves and then soaked in pear liqueur. I mean, this is fancy Ass cheese. Cave age. They just put it in a cave and said, see you in 11 months. France only had one cheese in the top 16. Oh, losers. Which Idiots. one French newspaper called sacrilege. I call Rejected. it. Losers. No yes. one wants your cheese. Today I won. Here's my ring. I'm the winner. I won. That's it. I did well. Who did well? I did. There's the guy who made that the is, cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. the in- interview with the guy from Rogue River Blue. Uh-huh. Oregon's Rogue Creamery. Here's the thing. At this year's awards, which were held in Italy for the first time, there was a dramatic finish. Oh. The Rogue River Blue and an Italian cheese both scored 100 points. The chairman of judges had to cast a tie-breaking vote. Whoa. And if it's in Italy, I mean, you'd think that this judge would have been like, Please tell me he went U.S. He went U.S., you guys. And I want to buy the rights to this. It's going to be a blockbuster. (laughs) In the 32-year history of the World Cheese Awards, I mean, let's let's take a moment and think about how historic this weekend was. And none of us knew. None of us knew we were in, over in Italy kicking France's ass, winning cheese crap. I believe the president has just secured his re-election. You, I mean, you can't beat this. Yeah, you can't. USA! You really can't. Wouldn't you love to just talk to that guy about the process going through in his mind, which is, I can't. I can't pick against... I can't. I can't do that. We're in Italy. But I have For the to. first time it's ever been hosted here. Mm-hmm. I can't. But damn, that cave aged 9 to 11 months hand wrapped in grape leaves soaked in pear liqueur sure did tickle my cheese fancy. It's all very weird, you guys. I just spent... I didn't even know there was a competition. I spent three minutes talking about a cheese competition. Have you ever had fancy ass cheese? Oh, yeah. But like, what's... Like, what? how much is that? It's expensive. Like hundreds of dollars? Yeah, but I have to be at home because um, I'm lactose intolerant. But I have had... So you've had... There's cheese so good yeah. that you eat it and then you poop yourself. 100%. And you know that going in and you're wow. still fine with oh, it. Oh, and I know it going so out. Good. 
Yeah, yeah, we assume. Mm. Okay. That. I do not have a sophisticated enough palate to tell the difference between cheap cheese and expensive cheese. Oh, you I don't? think you do. I just don't. I think you do. The only cheese I'm interested in is the one that's in that wheel, and then they roll it down the hill, and then yes. the guys all chase it and that's fall fun. and break their spines. That's, that's got to be cave I love it. Yeah. Have you ever had the big cheese wheel that's Parmesan, and they put the pasta in it? Oh, and it, yeah. Yeah, and it warms up the cheese, that's and good, then they man. get the cheese, and then they put it on your dish. Yeah. Good Lord. The wheel of Yummy. cheese. It's amazing. And unfortunately, I have to get that to go. Mm. I pooped my pants a But wow, is that something special, you guys? This I is- made a poopy in my diaper. This that was live from her talk. cheese cheese feast. Okay. I agree. Some birthdays for you. We've got Kathy Griffin, Ralph Macchio, Matthew McConaughey, Jeff Probst, and a great birthday to Diddy. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? That's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K Rock. Ladies and gentlemen, here they are after entertaining thousands of Southern Californians over the weekend with two big shows, 21 Pilots yeah. in studio with us here on K Rock. Hey, Tyler. Hey, Josh. How's it going, guys? Check you? you guys out. Welcome back. Thanks for having us. It's been a yeah. long time. I think the last time we particularly talked to you was 2003, four, something like that. Wow. It's been a long time. No, it could that's, be. That's, 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 that's decades. That's many years that's not, before the band even started, Kevin. Yeah, we Is weren't it? even. <laughs> <laughs> they were in high school. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, we were in high school. 2013, 2014. I wasn't even I mean. in okay. high school. Yeah. I, I was in middle school. Look, math Why is am hard. I talking to you in middle school, the Kevin? Math is hard. I think we ought to be asking Kevin that question. Why were you talking to him in middle school? Talked to when I was in middle school. 2013. With the van. He was the guy with the van. <laughs> He's the guy in the white van, yeah. the white panel van. <laughs> Outside of your school. <laughs> all no, right. No, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so now that we've uh, sorted all that out, yes. uh, we're delighted to have you back because you are on the lineup for our night number two of the K Rock Almost to Christmas, which we just announced minutes ago here on K Rock, along with Mumford and Sons, mm-hmm. uh, the 1975, yes. the yeah, of Monsters and Men, yep. the Interrupters. Lovely the band and newcomer Matt Mason all on one big bill. November 8th tickets go on sale this Friday at 10. Now, you guys like doing shows like this when you're out there just for a shorter period of time than your, than your full set? No. 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 <laughs> Absolutely not. That's legit. That's a fair, that's fair comment. Watering down our... Yeah. our- our Your brand? Well, yeah, our honed brand. in, crafted yep. show. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, uh, we uh, we actually enjoy trying to figure out a new a new way to put a set list together, especially a show like this. Not everyone, we can't assume everyone there knows, you know, have, has seen us play before and even knows yeah, maybe who we are. there's Mumford so. and Sons fans, fans there and stuff or, like that, and you just have to win them over. Yeah. yeah. Or we're just trying to win over the other bands. Mm. Sure. Who, who we've never met. Do so. you guys get a chance to watch any of them or... No, 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 we yeah. don't watch other bands. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we we try to. Ever. That's against our brand, our brand as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, is it weird for you because, let's face it, for folks who don't know, 21 Pilots, the reputation is they have one of the great live shows in America they today. They're, with with fewer members than anybody, they manage to do fireworks and confetti and streamers and crowd surfing, and you just you have it all going on. So this has got to feel like... Uh, kind of a stripped-down show for you, which I, I would imagine artistically would be challenging but also uh, entertaining for you. Yeah, but you know what? Chris Angel does it. <laughs> so Are you, you comparing can... yourself to Chris Angel? I am. Okay. Yes. Why not? I mean, have you seen his show in Vegas? I've not, no. It's pretty underwhelming, okay. honestly. <laughs> so you're equating yourself with Chris Angel underwhelming. Well, I'm just saying you guys are putting us, you know, in pretty a pretty tight box with all these other bands. I mean, the uh-huh. truth is we're just going to pull off a Chris Angel type set. Okay. So, all right. 
Just to kind so of, expect the unexpected. Yeah. All right. I, I mm. suspect uh, you're, you're underselling it. I suspect it'll be great. Um, <laughs> well, that's our tactic, too. Yeah. No, me, that. Lower expectations. Right. Sure. And then you come yeah. in average and they think you're really great. Yep. Yeah. I like it. Um, your fans are the most uh, rabid going, uh, it seems like, these days. Uh, I mean, people line up. Don't they line up for, like, days to, to see you now? To buy tickets and to get into venues to see you guys? Yeah. I think it's because of the rabies. I'm sorry? The rabies? The rabies. Yeah. He you? described them as a rabid fan base. Oh, I, I see. Gotcha. Them, like, okay. All right. Actually having a disease. They all have rabies. <laughs> I just thought they've gone bye-bye. Mm. <laughs> no, we have, um, our fans are are pretty awesome. I think that, listen, there's a lot of bands out there when they get to this level, uh, when they're doing arenas, their, their pit, their GA section, general admission section, mm-hmm. there's this constant pressure to make it seats to ticket each seat on that pit. You know, you've been to a show where there's, you know, sitting in the pit. um, And there's actually a a number of reasons why people do that. One, you can kind of fit more people on the floor Mm -hmm. because fire code only allows a certain amount of bodies per square footage, all that stuff. Uh, It makes the floor feel more full because you can fill it out better. Mm -hmm. Uh And then also safety reasons, you know, when you get to a pit that's larger uh, and a crowd that's larger, um, a lot of these venues and promoters don't necessarily want to take on a lot of the risk that's involved. Can I say that I just hate that? I know. I, okay. We, so we've we've tried to keep our pit GA and and just open, and um, we want to continue to do that. We think that the energy um, found in a pit a pit that's standing um, is so important to our show. We want to continue to to harness that. With that being said, it it promotes kids wanting to get in line and see how close they can get to the stage, and and then that naturally turned into kind of this. Um, I don't know, a bit of a culture uh, to lining up and getting to know people and lear- you know, learning the person's name that you're going to be standing next to all night um, when you get into the show. And it's it's been a really cool uh, byproduct of something that we didn't really expect. You talked about, uh, when you put out Trench, you talked about you don't, you're not sure how songs will go over in an audience until you get a response from them. Yeah. So it's sort of a mixture of the crowd and you guys. Yeah. Is that Does that help with the pit? With people standing instead of just sitting there sort of passively? I think one of the toughest shows we would ever do is for a standing room only or for a seated room only sorry <laughs> standing room only. now i'm confused um yeah. but what is your guys' show is it seated no no mm. it's ga are you sure yeah oh, um wow i'm i'm surprised am i sure yes i'm sure oh Everyone's well then that, then it's gonna be a good show gonna have a great <laughs> i take back the chris angel comments <laughs> you can still do chris angel in a, in a pit we've yeah. done a couple of the like venues in america that everyone's like you gotta do this place but it's like all it's like church pews or like seat, you know, like built-in seats. That, that and, sucks uh, so much. The Ryman in, in yeah. Nashville. It's like where Johnny Cash did. That's the thing. place. The place. Everyone's seated, and so you yeah, don't get yeah. the energy but that you not would. Not for y'all. It's garbage, honestly. It's garbage. Okay. <laughs> it does make it tough, though. I'm, I've not heard that in reference to the Ryman. The mother church of country music is garbage, but okay. Uh, these are the voices of uh, Tyler and Josh from 21 Pilots. Before we take a quick break and come back, we have much more to discuss with you. I want to ask, because I mentioned the crowd surfing. You guys, this whole tour, and I guess in previous tours, too, have been out, like, surfing on on wood, right? Yeah. And and you, don't you take the drum set out at some point, too? Yep, whole drum How how do you even do that with the audience holding up the drum kit? How is that even possible? We have strong fans. You have to understand. There's so much room for disaster. There is. There is. But it requires us to be present at every show. I don't know if that makes sense, but a lot of bands who 
play every night. They just can go kind through of the motions. Exactly. Yeah. You can kind of just tone out and go based off of muscle memory. Um, but when you're interacting with a crowd that's different every night, a stunt like trying to put an entire drum kit on a have, on a crowd. Have either of you been uh, dropped? Uh, we haven't necessarily been dropped as much as we've fallen. Okay. <laughs> uh, we and kind that's of what like he means by being presence. It's if something goes wrong, it's actually typically going to be our fault and yeah. not the not their fault. Hmm. Um, so yeah, there's like platforms that we'll put out. I've definitely fallen off. Yeah, actually, one of um, one of my family's favorite things to do, especially around the holidays, we get together and they just they they pull up the Apple TV and they uh, type in Twenty One Pilots falling compilation. Oh, I like it. So we just gather around and just <laughs> make sweet. sure our heads don't get too big as that's a, very sweet, as, yeah. a, as a major label band. Yeah. Look at that. That's you. <laughs> I love it. Just announced this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show, Twenty One Pilots is going to be part of the party at the K-Rock Absolute Almost Christmas Night Number Two. Tickets go on sale this Friday morning at ten a.m. through Ticketmaster.com. A quick break. More of their guests right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Just announced minutes ago on the Kevin and Bean Show, night number two of the K-Rock Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas. We could not be more delighted to say, once again, Mumford & Sons are on the bill, along with the 1975, the Rockin' Tours of Monsters and Men, the Interrupters, Lovely the Band, Matt Mason, and who did I forget? Oh, yes, 21 Pilots here hey. in studio with us on the Kevin and Bean Show, Tyler and Josh. Best for last. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, yeah, exactly. Thank you uh, so much for, for doing this. I want to ask you about, because we, we played uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, I came across your uh, your new version of the hype, the new location session version mm. of the hype, and I brought it into the guys, and I was so happy they hadn't seen it yet, because I was like, you're not going to believe who covered the hype. Mm. Let me play this for you. you got to hear this version <laughs> of the hype. You know the 21 Pilots song that we play all the time? Wait till you hear this version. And I put on a little piece of it, and they're like, it is really good. They really, they totally reinvented this song. Hey, What's up? like the dumb voice that you're doing for us. <laughs> <laughs> and it was you guys covering your own song in yep. a completely different way. Tell me about not only that one, but about the whole location session idea. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't know. I've always described a song when you're writing it. It's kind of this, um, I don't know, wild animal that you're trying to capture. You're trying to tame it. You're trying to understand it, uh, harness it. Um, there's something about once you finish writing a song, you've kind of, in a sense, completed the mission. You've you've solved the puzzle. Um, and then this idea of going back to a song that's already been written, already been tamed, um, and approaching it from a different angle. It was really exciting for me. Uh, to be able to do that because I could be a little more fearless with it. The idea I know has been proven to be good. Maybe the melody or the tune itself is is good enough for me to be a little rougher with it, try a different um, approach. And so we've taken a few of our songs and I guess reimagined them. Remixing sounds like I'm um, yeah, like... It's- you know, air horns and all that stuff. That's not that's not what we did to it. We reimagined it, which yeah. is like a delicate version of remix, I guess. Is that uh, difficult? Um, to no, sort of it's look actually, at it from a different angle? It's actually really fun. Um, and if you think about it, even though we're playing a song like The Hype, we play it live almost every day, um, the, the process of us writing and recording the song happened year, a year ago. Yeah. You know, and so that that was, it's far enough in the past that um, reapproaching it uh, in a different way, felt uh, fresh and very natural. So we were we did a show, um, a festival in Berlin, and uh, right around that time, just kind of took a stab at reimagining the song "The Hype" and rented out a studio there, and and the rest is both are fantastic. Thank and, you. And both. So different, yeah, really great, really really great. Now, do you guys uh, do you guys do many covers uh, in, in your shows? We used to do covers a lot. Favorite? Mm-hmm. What's your favorite? Oh man, Brickhouse. <laughs> Breakhouse. <laughs> no. Uh, come on, Eileen. 
yeah, was yeah. one of our favorites. What's so fun about That's that fantastic. is if you listen to that song, the, the tempos, I know that there's a bunch of shifts and changes to that song, but even inside of particular parts of that song, the tempo is moving all around. And for us, guys, we're trying to create a track to it. We're trying to, you know, understand the what's going on in the instrumentation. We're di- we dive into the stems of that song. We're just like, what is going on here? And it makes me appreciate a song that's as crazy as that, um, that it even worked. Uh, we, actually, we actually made our own click track to that song by, like, just opening up the waveforms and, like, putting in, a, like, a click on the just visually yeah yeah because it's not a they're not they didn't pick a tempo and like all right this is the tempo we're gonna stick with for this song they they were just feeling it in the live room somewhere i guess isn't that interesting yeah. you think it was on purpose or they Probably. just got together and started just jamming i, I think the yeah. drummer was just excited <laughs> it just kind of like on the fills just rushed everything yeah. i want to ask uh, you guys again uh, the voices of a tyler and josh from 21 pilots here on Rock, kevin and bean show i want to ask you guys because our world was turned upside down last week with back-to-back announcements of the return of my chemical romance on thursday and then friday rage against the machine announced that they were also coming back uh either of those Big news in Twenty One Pilots world. I would say yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, both of them. Both those bands have been influences on us for sure. I, I think what needs to happen is you guys need to break up and go away for seven years. What are you saying? The world will go What's wrong with berserk you? when you get back together. I don't know. Maybe when they when they, you know, they're going to come back and then we'll be exposed as a terrible band. <laughs> 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 and we, we will be going away because we're forced to. That's so. going to happen. Hey, we didn't want to go away at you guys. Hey, wait. I also, I hope they pull it off. I do too. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I love yeah. both of those bands, so I hope too. I think that some people are just going to be interested just to kind of see how, if it works, almost, almost wondering if it's going to, you know, almost not. skeptical? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pulling for it. Same. I think when, well, especially what Tyler's saying, when, <clears throat> if you go away, hopefully on a good note, and then. <clears throat> and then you're you're missed. You don't want to come back and ruin it. Yeah. Uh, or or make it. You don't want to. You don't want to be Michael Jordan playing for the Wizards. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because uh, then you you've ruined your chance to go out uh, as a legend. Also, we're Josh and I are extremely curious about what will our show look like when we are much older. And could you have imagined what your show looks like now, five years ago, six years ago? Uh, it's or when I mean, you were in grade school when we first talked to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was seven. <laughs> we were planning. We were plotting and planning. Yeah, no, I think that we always had this vision in mind, you honestly, did. and that's why we were able to, I don't know, manifest it because only Josh and I would would feel comfortable talking about it with each other because if we, you know, mention it to our parents or our friends, like you know, the idea of playing arenas and you know, they would think you're crazy. Yeah, it just sounds insane. Um, but what we haven't figured out yet is when we're you know, if we're still able to be doing this when we're 50 years old, what does Josh's backflip off the piano look like? We might have a lot more harnesses and wires. and It's yeah. more of a back roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Back somersault. <laughs> yeah, so not that not that um, either of those bands, MyCam or Rage, are that old, but they're they're getting there, and I just I hope that it works. That's all. Yeah, I think they're yeah. both good enough that it will. I and too, I think yeah. they both have hardcore fan bases that will accept them with open arms. Yeah. I hope. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm with you guys. Yeah, totally. Well, I, unfortunately, we're out of time, but it is so great. I mean, considering we haven't talked to you since middle school, <laughs> catching up was really fun today. Those of you yeah. just tuning in, I started the interview by saying it was 2003, 
when in reality it was 2013. Right. Yeah, you pointed out, math is hard. You pointed that out. That's fine. But uh, thank you for all the great music. We have spent thousands of hours listening to and playing you on K-Rock, and we appreciate you so much. And we're so psyched to see you guys on December the 8th at the uh, the Honda Center. So thank you for for doing that as well. No, seriously. And we appreciate everything you guys have done for us. And we can't wait to come play the show. You bet. Continued success. 21 Pilots, you guys. Thanks very much. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I have no idea what's going on. It's the world famous K-Rock. It's the Kevin Bean Show. <laughs> Am I getting my mics yes, confused? Yes, we're thinking of Golick and Greeny. The, well, who's the Mike and Mike? And Mike Francesca no is who I'm talking about. Yeah, that's just Mike Francesca. He's like a, yeah, he's like a longtime New York like radio. Oh yeah, he's a Mike million. And the Mad Dog. Most yeah. people hate mm-hmm. him, but you know he was Mike and the Mad Dog. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they were Mike and the Mad Dog. That's what it is. Now different than Mike and Mike. <laughs> hey guys, uh, that's the voices of our, of our friends uh, Jen and Cody, the host of Swings and Misses on Radio.com, a full uh, service three hour sports show from ten to one, and of course available on podcast. I just want to say before we hit the big intro and talk about sports this weekend. Oh, big intro. Yeah, <laughs> we had the I, opportunity. I, I, Almost forgotten. I we said, had I the said big intro, intro not here. big intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We had uh, Kevin and I had the opportunity to guest on uh, your show a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago, and you guys are living in the lap of luxury up there on the third floor, man. I couldn't believe how 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 comfortable your studio is. Yeah, it's awesome. I have to wake up Jen quite often during the oh, show. Oh, that's because it's... you're dull. Well, <laughs> well, that was hurtful. I'm sorry. Is that because you're dull? Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, the uh, they had the extra real estate up there in the newsroom. Um, it's very so nice. I, I don't know how they like having us up there because I feel like we just cause massive amounts of chaos. But um, well, they built us a, a really cool studio up there. Yeah, it's beautiful, and the show is a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for having us. And we've had a bunch of people have contacted. Hey, you guys mentioned that you were on a podcast. What was it? Th- that was the podcast. It was Swings and Misses. So if you search back a few days, you'll. Find uh, Kevin Bean's appearance on that. I mean, they right. did the newlywed game, and we got one out of ten. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it wasn't a very impressive. It was the saddest say, thing I've ever we seen. We thought you guys would know each other no. so well, yes, having been together the, for so long. More like know each other at all. Right? <laughs> we've never met. A lot to of people don't fair, know we've never met. After they did that, they came into the uh, breakfast with Green Day, and uh-huh. Bean said, "Allie, if you had to guess Kevin's favorite food, what would you say?" And I said. Oh, ice cream? And he goes, exactly. And I said, or mac and cheese? And he goes, exactly. And I said, or peanut butter and jelly? Exactly. And then Kevin goes, no, it's lasagna. Everybody yells at him. Everybody started yelling at you. Everyone yelled at you. Are you going? Ever talked about lasagna? Are you just going through a lasagna phase? No, I've loved it my whole life. He's never mentioned it one time on the radio in thirty years. He's (laughs) never (laughs) said the word lasagna, and now he's acting like he's Garfield. Like he's literally never said. He then goes, "Ask my daughters. It's my favorite thing that I get on my birthday." I'm like, "You're such a dork." (laughs) Also, that's his birthday meal. It was very lasagna. What else do you order when you go to Maggiato's? Like, that's it. Like, they just bring it. He's like, like, they bring it out for the whole table. I mean, we're going to Sparrow's. I've never been more universally yelled at than that. We were so mad at him. So it was not Bean's fault. Okay. Thank you, Alex. I appreciate that. All right. Let's let's talk some sports. Hit it, Steve. Jen and Cody. Jen and Cody. 
go together like sports and trophies. This I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other sports. Week oh, nine of the God. NFL. Are we still sticking with that? Sinatra just <laughs> spinning in his grave. Yeah. Never going away. How do you explain a very, very good team like the Green Bay Packers looking as bad as they have ever looked in their history yesterday uh, and their loss to the Chargers? I think Aaron Rodgers said it best. He's like, they just kind of got caught sleeping. Um, they had been kind of feeling the hype and listening to the hype of everyone else and was propping them up, and they just got caught. That's that's really all that they could explain it for. Do you think that they came into the game just going, well, the Chargers aren't having a great season? I mean, season. they thought it was going to be a home game. They had so many Packers It was a there. home game. Every game is an away game for the Chargers. Like, We're, whoever yeah, they're playing, exactly. it's a home game for them. It's crazy. We swore we saw our, our producer Ann sitting in the stands. You know how they all have the, the obviously, the cheese heads. Mm-hmm. There was a woman sitting there with like a cheese grater head on. I was like, that's Anne. That's gotta be Anne. <laughs> she's gonna be insufferable yeah, the rest the of the day. Yeah, she's the Chargers fan. Oh, no. Yeah, it's awful. But also they So had... were the Chargers good enough or no. was it just Green Bay being a combination, a combination of both? A combination of both. They fired two. their offensive coordinator last week, so I didn't really know what to expect, but I feel like it kind of was like a group mind on the sidelines this week. And when you think about the Chargers' losses this season, they've all been Within seven points. Yeah, they find yeah, creative ways to lose. Exactly. They've, been, they've, them... they've lost three games in the last minute of the game. It's just they, they find innovative ways to blow every game possible. And they won games that were basically handed to them by other teams that they weren't supposed to win. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't really, I feel like the the Chargers have been in this perpetual identity crisis the entire season. Still, this far yeah. in, they don't know. But at no. four, four and five, is there any, is this a turnaround chance for them at all? It's a all? shot. It's a shot. Right I now, mean, they're in the hunt. Yeah, that's the for most sure. Chargers way possible yeah. to finish the season. <laughs> Because we're just so used to seeing them finish the second half strong. Mm-hmm. So right. maybe this is when they turn and it on. And Thursday night's a big game. They're playing the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. We probably won't be doing a show on Friday because Ann won't come into work. It's either Ann <laughs> either or, Anne or Cody. There's going to be a standoff. <laughs> it's going to be great. Speaking of uh, teams that looked terrible for the first time all season long, how about the Patriots finally Oof. getting their first loss of the year? You know, it, it, there was one moment in that game that just somehow broke their back, and that's when Edelman uh, let go of a fumble that was returned back for a touchdown. That was going to give them the tie. And after that, they just the wheels just kind of came off. They, they were just grounding and pounding the Patriots over and over and over. And it was the first time all year the Patriots' defense looked human. Uh, it was it and was, had no answer. No, no. Not, not at all. And they it's couldn't also stop the first it. time they played a, a real team. Uh, uh, that loss to the Browns, sure, but... Also kind of a real team. I mean, they're definitely a better team. Their offense yeah. is more explosive. The Ravens' offense is extremely explosive. They're extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson is he, really yeah. in like the hunt for that MVP. MVP. Yeah. I, which is He's amazing. crazy. No one would, I mean, that would have been a bet to take in Vegas for him to be I MVP. just worry about his longevity because I feel like he's got shades of Cam Newton. and or we like all Randall, see him. right? Exactly. And yeah. so it's just like you just know with running quarterbacks, like their bodies break down so much quicker. So you're hoping that he can find a way to pull off all the impressive plays he's making without destroying his yeah. body. And no dog fighting. There, there's well, a, that, yeah. that would, that that would be great. That yeah. would be great. <laughs> you do that. Thanks. The MVP is like a three-man uh, three race right now. Him, Watson, and uh, over in Carolina, uh, what's his name? Guy can run really, 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 really fast. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, right? Yeah, those yeah. three guys are really kind of the three-headed monster for the MVP right now. And, and it's each one is almost single-handedly carrying their offenses. 
So that leaves the Niners alone and undefeated now, right? It sure does. Mm. Let me ask you a question about being undefeated. It seems like it works against you <laughs> most of the time. It the, can. The Patriots, I'll take can it. Can they test that? I know that you take it, but that? like... You can sometimes just get complacent, How you many know? teams yeah. have sure a great and, season? I'm sure you and Bean have great shows, and you're like, man, we are killing it. Mm. And then you come mm. in and you just lay an egg some days. <laughs> and you're like, we, we felt... we. we we bought into our own gimmick. You so, know, Kevin, you in your, mark in your mind, yourself. what's the right amount of losses to have? Like, you want to lose, like, every sixth game or something just so know. you <laughs> are, are always aware that you're human? No, but I'm serious because look at the Dodgers. Look at LAFC. Look at all these teams that dominate throughout the year. And then all of a sudden, they're like, they get into the playoffs and they just can't do anything. It seems like maybe it's a... Not a curse, but it takes too much energy to keep it up. Or you, if you're, you if don't you're want that a perfect hot, season going into the Super yeah, Bowl, you, you I know don't. That. I agree. Yeah, there's a very good. I mean, I played on teams with the exact same thing. Especially when I was in college, we went into the end of our college season ranked number one in the nation overall, mm-hmm. and we just played awful. We, it was just we just put so much pressure on ourselves to be number one that we forgot to be number one. Did you do you think when you got into the playoffs that's, that's when you just go um, we have this because we're so good? Yeah, it's it's, it, it, it's easy to go in a little complacent, and it's not even on purpose. Right, you just get to the point where everything becomes routine. Oh, we're the best, we're the best. People are picking you apart on the outside looking in. And well, yeah, they they're will gunning find for you. They're yeah. gunning for number one. I mean, I'd much rather be the Niners right now who are kind of quietly undefeated. Like, they're not the ones necessarily getting all the attention the same way, you know, Patriots always do or whatever. Like, I don't want everyone trying to come for the crown. I'd yeah, rather same. be right in the middle. <laughs> That's why I'm on the Kevin and Bean show. That's right. No danger of being number one. Give me a break when they called me. I said, this is exactly the spot I want to be in. The uh, the show is called Swings and Misses. It's very entertaining for sports and non-sports fans alike. Radio.com from 10A to 1P weekdays. And, of course, daily podcast available on demand wherever you find yours. Jen, Cody, thank you so much. We'll do it again next week. You guys Thanks my heroes. Us, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Hey, Allie. Hey, Bean. What? Oh, wow. Kelly Clarkson, you hear about this? Little Vegas residency? Nice. Huh? I didn't know. Is there nothing she yeah. can't do? Seriously. Isn't she hosted a daytime show? She's hosting mm-hmm. her daytime talk show, which is where she made this announcement that she'll be headlining a Las Vegas residency starting in 2020. It's She's also start- a judge on The Voice, by the way. Let's remember that's a several day a week job. Uh, yeah, and this is her tour invincible so she's going to start her invincible concert run on april 1st at the zappos theater at the planet hollywood resort oh sure april 1st i get it she said that she's like it isn't a joke it's real invincible will be her first las vegas residency it's going to run april to september with concerts also taking place in july and august tickets go on sale on november 8th I'm going to tell you that I, if I had the opportunity, I were in Las Vegas and could see Kelly Clarkson, I would see Kelly Clarkson. I would She's like great. She is great. great. Remember when we had that conversation where you thought she was the highest selling uh, American Idol? I don't listen to the show. Ever? And I, don't I said, hear the no, show. it's probably Carrie Underwood. And you're like, no, Allie, I'm definitely right. I'm right about everything. And I'm that like, that probably ah, didn't happen, Kelly but Clarkson. I don't listen. And I said, oh, I don't know. Agree to disagree, and then Twitter lit up, and people were like, "Just say you're Bean's wrong." Bean stopped listening about two months ago. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. I get it, you guys. Anybody see the video of Jason Momoa feeding a Oreo cookie out of his mouth to a nine-foot Kodiak grizzly? I did see that. It seemed ill-advised. Well, someone that's talking to you right now, Bean, has fed a bear a marshmallow out of her mm-hmm. mouth. Mm-hmm. It's not smart. 
Okay. Um, but I did that during a live shot, and it was the most exhilarating thing I've ever done in my life. Mostly because the people that train the bear said, just make sure that when you put the marshmallow in your mouth, take your hand down immediately. Otherwise, it's going to think that you are taking that food for yourself after it's in your mouth, and it will swat at you, and you could die. No, no. At that point, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do it then. No, at that point, I was like, oh, no problem. No. And then I hear in my ear from the producer, we're coming to you early for a tease. Get ready. And I was like, oh, God. What? What? And then I did it, and it happened, and it was awesome. <laughs> Is this where your hope to die by being hugged by a bear and squeezed to death came from? No, I just I've always thought it would be cool to die by bear, but I've always mm-hmm. loved bears so much. So to be able to feed a grizzly bear a marshmallow out of your mouth—that's yeah. like life changing. No, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's uh, cool. I, I didn't do it for my new Apple TV series called C, which is what Jason Momoa did it for. I just did it. Did for the gram. Mm-hmm. Actually, sure. there was no there was no Instagram back then. It was just for the news. And my phone rang slightly after that, and it was my mother calling, and she cussed me out. Oh wow! Yeah, telling you not to do it. Yeah, she's like, "You're such a little a hole. What are you doing?" Did she call you cuck? <laughs> what? It would be the wrong term. Yeah, she's a total cuck. Wrong. I'm gonna take a guess right now and oh. say it's a bear. <laughs> it is a bear. That's what we've been talking about. Bean, your last day is Thursday. Correct. And then you guys head to New York for uh, your second Hall of Fame ceremony. Why don't they leave us alone? You're going into another Hall of Fame. Which one is this? This is the broadcast. No, you're already in broadcast. You're going to radio. So this is the Radio Hall of Fame in New York. So you're going to do that. But here's why I'm I'm bringing this up because then you're going to be like going okay back to your other house, like trying to get this all settled before you move to London. You're not going to be decorating for Christmas. No, that's very true. How about that? Being Bo- that will not be decorating for what Christmas. Do you call it Boxing Day in English? That's, that's the day, day after, after Christmas. Christmas. Day after. Okay. Yeah. That just that depresses me to no end. Yeah. Because you're will like not have me. Christmas decorations. You're an early Christmas person. Um, Absolutely. I love them. Person. Well, since you guys are going to be entering the Hall of Fame on Friday, I am going to decorate my house for Christmas on Friday as too early for Bean. Not too early. Too late. Not too early. How late? Too late. Too late. Is Halloween passed? I always do it the second weekend of of November because I like a, a Christmas house done for Thanksgiving because then people see your house decorated when they come over. It's delightful. But the reason How many I, people do you have to come over for like Thanksgiving? 17 minus 17. So that's zero. Yeah, okay. sure is. Um, a new study has found that decorating your home for Christmas will make you a happy person. A happier person. She's a sociopath. The study and a bitch. The study mm. found that decorating for Christmas can trigger pleasant childhood memories and make people feel more social. When you're putting up decorations, you're thinking of happier times with family and friends, traditions you engaged in. Thinking about those family happy memories stirs up happy feelings. So not only a mood enhancer, they also say that a dose of dose of holiday nostalgia also encourages people to do good. She's so, a total loser. So guess wow. what? You're more or altruistic if you put up your stuff early. So. And she's going to lose her house! I hope not. <laughs> I don't want to slut shame her, oh. but it's very apparent mm. that she's a definite tease. Mm. I mean, this whole family is very wow. judgy, right? <laughs> Good lord! Loves being known as the queen. I do. That's very it's true. true. But, and again, and I've said this forever. She's if, a poop person. That's true as well. If you're into doing it and it makes you happy 
do it. She has two vaginas. And I have two vaginas. <laughs> so right there. Just saying, you guys. She went bungee jumping naked. I mean, that is Geraldine, true. That's, Wait, that's true, Geraldine. but whatever. Did I say Geraldine? Oh, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. I was mad at a woman named Geraldine when I said that. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is not a sane person, folks. No, I that's mean, true. He was talking in the mirror. Guys, a woman ran into her ex-boyfriend working at a local restaurant. Mm-hmm. Problem is, um, he was supposed to be dead. Well, she- what Harry to me? What? <laughs> a young woman named Rachel from Australia thought her boyfriend was killed by a biker gang that he owed money to. While visiting a family restaurant with a friend, Rachel remembered that her ex-boyfriend's brother worked there. So she asked the waitress if he was working. And the waitress responded that the brother wasn't working, but Rachel's ex actually was. The guy that supposedly died years earlier. Did he fake his own death to get away from her? He faked his own death because <sighs> she loaned him money. Oh. He only paid back $200 of like 700 bucks. Never received the rest. And he owed a ton of money to other biker gangs. Oh, okay. So him and his mom this- essentially devised this whole story that he was killed. And then she sees him serving tables at a restaurant. He doesn't know what he's doing. He stayed in the same city, didn't do anything to his face or anything. He deserves to be killed by the biker gang. Oh. I do have to tell you this, that we did a call-in topic one time with Mm -hmm. people who faked their own death, and we had nothing but calls. Yeah. (laughs) Could have done it for hours. We were thinking, oh, what are the chances anyone listening? Yeah. Mm -hmm. ton of calls. Should we do it again? I'm in. Let's do it again. I mean, Bean's pretending he's moving to London just to get away from the show. Right. Which I think is mean. Allie, I had a uh, girlfriend who broke up with me to move to South America, remember? And then I ran into her like six weeks later at the mall. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I thought you were moving to Colombia. She's like, I just told you that. Oh, she didn't even keep the facade up. Right. Yeah, no. she, she broke, yeah. She gave in. Told me she was moving to Colombia. That I bought it. <laughs> She's a bitch. She needs a heart transplant. <laughs> you okay? Did someone remind you of that story, or do you remember it? Uh, no, I've, it's been told to me. Mm. <laughs> I don't remember the person at all. I just know it's a thing that, that happened. Yeah. Okay. I love it very much. My God, she's something special. Some birthdays for you guys. Jeff Propes, Kathy Griffin, Ralph Macchio, Matthew McConaughey, and Diddy. Hello. Hey, Puff. Yo, buddy, it's Billy Bush. Hey, man, listen, you, you got about a few minutes just to chat about the awards last night? No, I'm having sex right now. Can I call you back? <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> yes. God, you're the best. Uh, I'll, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna, should I email? I'll call you back. <laughs> should I, I got e- your number. I'll you, call you back. I, I love that. Love you, man. <laughs> Diddy just wants to get off the phone. He's like, should we connect by email or what do you want to do? Why is he answering his phone? Good question. <sighs> Billy Bush. Really man. good question. Yeah, agreed. Billy Bush. Yep. That's what that like. Thanks, Ali. 5 p.m. commercial free hour is happening. Thanks to a random act of helpfulness and the SoCal helpful Honda dealers tomorrow morning and all new Kevin and Bean show. Would you take a pill if you would erase all of your bad memories? <gasps> no. It's a real thing. Really? That's what we're going to find out tomorrow. I don't think I. Good teeth, everyone. I don't think I have that many <laughs> memories story. left. It's, my story it's her story, and, and she's grilling it. me. You guys going to chef class after this with me? <laughs> Bean already took that pill a long time ago. Uh, people are dumb, and comedian Jimmy Pardo joins us tomorrow morning as well. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.